This show is about spoilers and discussion. It's also about spooky things that are best enjoyed after you see the movie. So any movie we talk about, we recommend you go see. You've been warned. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Horror. There is no shortage of monsters to haunt our dreams. Horror. You go right on you. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Oh the Horror, a podcast where we take a look at classic and modern horror films from an expert and a newcomer's perspective. I'm the expert Rob Holmes. And I'm the newcomer Steve Allman, and I love my dead gay son! Because <laughs> today we are talking about um, Michael Lehman's Heathers uh, from 1988-89, depending on where you're looking at it, so... Um, because it released in Italy in 88, but it didn't even get to the U.S. until March of 89, so. Yeah, peak Christian Slater and uh, Winona Ryder years here. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and, and like, so you're you're probably wondering why we're doing this on Oh the Horror, because technically... I mean, ha- having just seen Heathers, uh, I'm kind of wondering why we're doing this as well. Right, so this movie, technically is it a horror film? I, I don't know how to fully qualify it, because if you, if you look at it as a murder mystery, that could be listed in a horror section when, it, you know, an old video store. This was yeah. actually, Heathers was in the horror section at my old video store mainly due to the fact that it is one of the darkest comedies ever made that originally was supposed to go way way darker than it than it actually did Um, right and even for the 80s this is quite dark dude you couldn't uh, you can't you could not make this show you couldn't make this this movie today and in fact there's the heathers tv show that got pulled because of how controversial is it, that it is with with school shootings and everything that's going on, especially right now. Um, oh yeah, no, this movie this movie would not be made nowadays. No, like, I, you can't, but, like we are past the era of this movie being made again. Exactly. Well, the 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 TV show is now being released. Uh, I guess it was just announced that the Australian network Stan is picking it up, so it will be releasing all ten episodes. Uh, I think sometime in the next month or, or so. Mm-hmm. Interesting, very interesting. But yeah, well, it's, uh, <clears throat> this this film, yeah, this film's it's kind of crazy, man. It's all over the place. It's uh, it's extremely dark, and it goes to places that I remember watching this when I was younger and thinking this is a pretty cool movie. It's dark, but it kind of speaks to the issues that you know when I was in high school dealing with. Uh, but then just, it's, it, yeah. it's interesting. This movie juggles a lot of hats because again, oh, yeah. this is a very dark <clears throat> movie, but uh, it's a it's a dark comedy, you might say. But it, it's still very like bright and jovial, and it, it's got a very lighthearted touch to a lot of it that sounds like like angsty teenage uh, goings on. Like I feel like this was written by a very smart high schooler if, yeah. you could, if that makes sense like it's edgy enough just to be that kind of angst that only true high schoolers tapped into it would know i mean it really hits yeah it really hits that especially with uh in the beginning the way 
you see this world is very pastel and dreamlike with the heathers yeah. and the way that they are. Oh, with and the, and the cringy dialogue. Some cringy oh, yeah. dialogue is like good, but like oh boy, like it nails it. Dude, some of the some of the dialogue in this is amazing. Some of the one-liners in this. By... I, I mean, we're, we're, we can just go down the whole list like in a minute, but like oh, fuck so... me gently with a chainsaw, like all of these things. Like, they, yeah, there's so much there's so much weird stuff that that goes on in it. Um, I, I really like the dialogue, especially for a high school type film, because a high school movie normally does this and it's right on it as well. And you're expecting that this is going to be just another high school film going into it. And then you realize how dark and twisted it is the second you meet JD. So we're introduced to Christian Slater's character of JD who sees Veronica, who is pretty much... She's one of the Heathers. So basically, if you if you had never seen this film before and you had only seen modern stuff uh, like Mean Girls, it's kind of like we jumped into Mean Girls like thirty to forty minutes in the movie. It is odd because that like I you could see a lot of the pages that you, you you mentioned Mean Girls, but like Mean Girls actually isn't too far of a stretch from like where a lot of Heathers had drawn inspiration. Like, sorry, where Mean Girls had drawn a lot of inspiration from. I'm like, oh, looking back, like, oh wow, this is like this is taking a lot out of the Heathers books. Mean Girls is like Heathers light. It's the PG thirteen version of Heathers. It's what you could get away with right at that time, and really playing it up for more of the comedy than the darkness that really happens and it was kind of like let's take care let's get rid of the character of jd and solely focus on you know the veronica type character dealing with this and but what i think is really great is that there's a lot of films that people like and a lot of stuff in pop culture that people are all over and it all comes back from heathers but heathers bombed in the box office man this movie made no money whatsoever uh, it, I mean, little surprise that many of the movies that we review here did not make that much money. Right, but that's this is a movie that a lot of people know. Heather's is a film that is a cult classic that people, you know, they're always quoting. People bring up all the time, and it's it's very popular. But it had a three million dollar budget. Its total gross in the U.S. was one point one million. It did not do well, and it was a very limited release. So. When this film did well overseas, and that's kind of, I think, where when it went to cable afterwards and, you know, to like HBO or wherever, that's where it started to catch on. Because I was, this movie came out in 89, I think I saw it in the early 90s, probably on on HBO or Showtime or one of those pay channels. Or maybe on cable TV at first where it was edited out a little bit on, you know, a TNT or TBS or something. Um, but it just, it, it resonated and it resonated with a lot of people and it just became this, this cultural phenomenon, I think, without being successful in its original run. Oh no, I can easily see why this is like, this is, this movie is like, again, like a takedown or very much like a hard satire of a lot of like John Hughes movies that were coming out of the at the time like th this genre of film which is just like the typical high school coming of age like pretty in pink all of these yeah. things it, it, like this is a direct like response spoof uh, satire like almost I would like say, tear I, would, down I would definitely say of... satire over over anything else especially with how it begins right off the bat and 
in you know throwing this character of JD in there that pushes Veronica to where she's already been talking about. She wishes that her friends were dead because she hates them. She thinks they are terrible, terrible people, and she is a part of it. And you get to see that even with how she talks to her parents, like the parental units in this film and the fact that she can call her dad an idiot every time he's like why do i smoke these things it's because you're an idiot why do i do this because you're an idiot and he's like oh yeah that's right and there's never really any the only time the parents ever snap at her is when she turns the television off and there's no other time the rest of the time they're just kind of placating the whole thing and just dealing with it and just like, oh, uh-huh, yeah, absolutely. And they're just these drones. And they like people who they shouldn't, they, they shouldn't like these people. But they're like, oh, aren't they such great people? And it's like, no, they're monsters, and you should realize this. Right, and it's a, it's a very, like, over-the-top characterization that every person is pretty much working with that uh, I really like because, again, it's the send-up to all of these types of classic movies that we regard as, like, these John Hughes classics where... They're these elevated and like outlandish or off type characterizations. I think this fits into the horror category probably because it's so off beat and off kilter at moments, especially, you know, during some of the funeral scenes and you see that it just kind of changes and becomes very stylized. This film actually has a lot of style going into it. And there are straight up moments of murder in it. Um, oh yeah, no, v very much murders. Yeah. So it it basically becomes almost this like little mini Bonnie and Clyde, um, mur mini 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 murder spree uh, where where Bonnie realizes, oh no, oh no, what have I done? Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's still it's still it's fun. It's not at all it, like. It's still a comedy. It's doing so much, and it's just so weird. I think that's my main. And it's takeaway. so, but it's so biting though, and it's so honest, and really, it's it rings true even into into today, um, because it's dealing with high school kids killing high school kids. Essentially, with the first Heather, you know, she ends up drinking drain cleaner that JD is poured. He he wants to go with Big Blue. And Veronica wants to do Milk and OJ um, to get her to throw up because they had been out at this party. And, you know, actually, before we even get into that, the lifestyle that we see in the high school, the way that they treat high school in this is so honest. The fact that the Heathers end up, I mean, you even see during the cow tipping scene that one of the Heathers is being date raped in the background of, of this scene. And it's so... It's so messed up and so horrifying, and the fact that, you know, you're seeing these these teenagers who are revered in their high school and feared, but at the same time being pressured into stuff because they think that's what they need to do in order to be yeah. liked. And you see... And, it, and it's the, the idea that, like, the, the putting um, that in a... Putting something as horrible as that in a movie like this, it's not gratuitous, like, there's a... There's a meaning, or like there's a there's a point as to why they're putting that in well, there. Well, even even during the 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 party scene where they're out at the Remington party, where uh, Heather Chandler, Kim Walker, um, ends up being with her, or I guess her college boyfriend, but is forced to give him a blowjob. But you see how oh boy that scene afterwards. It's just she feels used and not like a person, and then you see that that's the fuel for her to be this horrible person at school and it's just this this vicious cycle but it's it's not done in a humorous way it's it's done in a very serious true honest way and i think that's what makes this film 
stand the test of time because it takes situations and while it is a satire it does pull the veil back to show you the horrible like some stuff of the very dark things that happen during adolescence very that, like, very dark that just... people just see as as kind of normal and i think that's what makes it even scarier when you look at it now or at least watching it when i'm older and seeing this stuff happen in the background you're like holy shit and this is just kind of being treated like veronica and jd just see this as like oh these idiots what are you doing out here with this this is you know stupid but but their friend Heather, well, quote unquote, friend is is uh, McNamara is being raped in the background, and it's just absolutely awful. Um, and then you hear the rumors the next day that they're saying about Veronica and how she apparently gave you know gave blowjobs to both Ram and uh, Pete, right or Kurt? No, Ram and Kurt, Ram and Kurt. Um, and it was just absolutely terrible yeah pete's the one who has to tell them, tell her like what ended up happening um and and you know they had just ended up uh i think they had just ended up killing off uh heather yeah they just killed off heather chandler by giving her the the blue stuff and heather becomes a martyr instead of people hating heather people start they they did the suicide note that was so deep and so thoughtful that was not her that people saw her as this deeper person and this broken character. And in essence, they thought they were lying when they wrote that. But when you see the way she is, especially during that party scene and how she just felt used and there, she, there's just this self-hatred that she has, she is that broken character. They actually, and it, yeah. And it's, and it like follows, it follows again. Like as I keep watching this movie, like I was reminded of like another movie that I had seen that kind of pulled a bit of this uh like this kind of trope from another film and it was uh, it's called world's greatest dad i don't know if you know about this but like in 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 essence like robin williams son like accident like dies via autoerotic asphyxiation but like to deal with like like to not have like the world know him as like dying because of that he just writes a suicide note for his son and then everybody thinks he's this amazing complex beautiful person when really he's just an asshole <laughs> and like it, it, like it, like it talks about like the things that like when they see that note, like it's th they nailed what that Heather was going through in a weird way, while in essence just faking it. But at the same time, that Heather is an absolute terrible person, uh, especially with what she does to Martha Dunstock, who she calls Dump Truck because she's you know she's overweight, and especially in the eighties, they just. You know, oh, yeah, people no, were just were people were just vicious and mean, oh, yeah. and I know that people are still vicious and mean. Um, but when I watch this now, I feel so you just feel so bad for Martha because she's literally just trying to live her life and be a happy person. So when they give her that note, and you could kind of tell that she she knew that Kurt probably didn't write that i mean it seemed like he did and it seemed like that but there also seemed like that thing of did she lip did she say like did you write this or something and it's like laughs at her and that's absolutely awful um and then they mock her when she actually tries to kill herself as other people are dying and they're making it suicide notes um she is so depressed that she actually does try to kill herself uh unsuccessfully and People are mocking her for that. Uh, Shannon Doherty's character of Heather Duke mocks her for not being able to 
right. finish it. And By the way, also Shannon Doherty doing an awesome job in this movie. Such, I just yeah, love I mean, her, her turn, this. her her evolution of her character of Heather Duke going from being number two, wanting to have the red ball when they play croquet. Uh, but always being relegated to the color green because red is, you know, that's that's Heather Chandler's color um, for everything. And just seeing her start to take over Heather Chandler's stuff to become the new head Heather, it there's a lot going on in this movie. And then Heather McNamara, you know, breaking down and, and calling these... Uh, you know, calling this this like radio helpline about what's going on, um, and can't deal with it. Calls herself Tweety after even saying who she is, uh, and then trying to say she's Madonna, and then you know you have Heather Duke just instead of being there with her friend, just becoming full on Heather Chandler and trying to destroy her her old friend. Yeah, it's like a black swan transformation. It's crazy. And it, and it happens uh, quickly, but you can see it even right from the beginning. You can see that that Shannon Doherty's character had been just worn down by Heather Chandler for so long. Um, weird thing about this, there's a lot of strange stuff surrounding this movie, and especially with Kim Walker, who played Heather Chandler. Um, there's a line in this. She, she says... Uh, what did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? And then, in a weird turn of events, in two thousand and one, the actress Heather Chandler died of a brain tumor. Oh boy! It, it was like, wait, what? Um, uh-huh. Some of the because the, these were lines that were just the most quotable lines in the film. She had the best lines right in the beginning. The "fuck me gently with a chainsaw" is one of the greatest awesome. lines. Ever. I mean, along with yeah. JD's greetings and salutations in his very Jack Nicholson um, take on this character. Yeah, it, we, it's that very sneering type of like as as he can only do. Yeah, I like, mean, we haven't really we haven't really delved you know delved too much into the characters yet, and they're actually really layered. There's so much because we 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 see Veronica's uh, parents, but then we also delve in to see who JD is as a person and we we get to find out what what has shaped jd um to make him as uncaring as it is because in the beginning of the movie you know ram and kurt want to start some shit with him and he straight up pulls a gun on him and fires and it turns out it's blanks it's very extreme and apparently they just suspended him which shows this is definitely a different time um nowadays if something like this happened yeah, no, like I don't even know how you tell a story you, like this. There's in no this way day to because like, right it's, away, it's not... right away, if that were to happen, jail. I mean, that kid is done for life. You know, I, oh boy, like and, and again, like it's it's very very captivating to see the types of like just monikers of the time that like how far we have come away from this time that's like oh boy well in <laughs> like, this movie is uh, again, very you know it, it deals with a lot of it deals with a lot of stuff going on there's uh, a lot of um sexism going on in this and a ton of homophobia yeah. going oh, on right oh. in the beginning <laughs> yeah. because you know they just there's a lot of derogatory stuff said by ram and kurt right away to to jd and this goes on throughout where, you know, JD and Veronica decide they're going to make it 
look like they were having a gay love affair with each other. Um, and Veronica doesn't want to kill them, but JD tells him that there there's using, oh man, what type of bullets are they? Uh, oh man, what were they called? Like he, some, he, he oh, called man, them, it it, it's basically German for I'm lying bullets. And he ends up getting them to go out there and writing this this suicide note saying that they were in love with each other and then put spring water there too or or mineral water i'm sorry uh because of where they live says oh no they're totally gonna think this is this will work for a gay love affair and lo and behold it does um because she thinks that these bullets are just going to break the skin and that's gonna be it uh which there's a lot of naivety in that because, you know, in the beginning, she also is the one who ends up bringing the drain cleaner to to Heather. Like, again, we have to emphasize, like, these kids are 17 years old. <laughs> right. It It's just, it's so, it's so dark because she grabs it when she's kissing JD, but that one has a lid on it and the other milk one didn't. And she just grabs it and he sees that she grabbed the wrong one and he's like about to tell her and then it's just like you know what let's see what happens that kind of seems like his approach in this uh until he realizes wow we've killed someone and then he kind of seems to embrace this concept she is scared about doing this and then he tells her about these bullets it's just yeah he calls them it's, it's so he calls it's them so, so which is i'm lying so Iklug bullets uh, he claims they only pierce the skin. I'm like, yeah, of course they do. And they keep going. Yes, so, like they, they do uh, a lot more than that, too. <laughs> yes, piercing the skin. You are being honest about that. You are lying about how far they go in. So, yeah, we have the Rami Curter dead now. And now the parents, the dad just says, as you said in the beginning, I love my son. I love my dead gay son. Uh, which is, you know, it, he, he's definitely like, like he's definitely a football dad. He's definitely this jock guy. But to see him break down and have that moment where he he loves his son no matter what, um, like it's amazing. There's there's some really great kinda, moments in this film. Profound. Yeah, I mean that's that funeral scene is epic. It, there's so much going on there, and then the nightmare version of that funeral scene is is pretty amazing as well oh it's so cool it looks amazing too. it, it like, looks I so really good. like the look of it this movie gets so many things right and it's it's very brutally honest about things it it pulls no punches i mean the only thing that i would say is i think the studio wanted them to turn away from the original ending and i they would have gone with that but what ends up happening so i guess jd um he and his dad talk to each other in a very strange way. It's very much the dad is the son and, you know, he is his dad and the way they kind of ask each other stuff um, about what's going on in their life and in a kind of weird way just to break the ice or talk to each other in a way that they don't know how to, so they're giving each other the cues on what to ask each other. Um, what we find out is that his dad is in demolitions uh in in construction or whatever and he ends up or some sort of some sort of uh construct he's in the construction business but they also do demolition or something like that and they were destroying buildings and he's very vicious about pushing people out and you can see like the brutalness and there's no holds barred well his mom ended up going into a building that his dad was going to demo with explosives two minutes before it was going to blow and he watched his mom wave goodbye right as it went off um so you can tell there's a ton of ptsd going on with him 
Yeah, he's he's. And again, it, it like the heaviness that like it's it's the levity with heaviness that this movie like it it feels like an imperfect balance at most times, uh, but every once in a while like they're they're very real and raw moments almost every single time that I can't really uh, I can't shake and I can't really discount because it does it so well. So Veronica is hanging herself and. You know, you think, all right, oh man, she's just killed herself. What's going on? And JD comes in there and he's like, oh, I can't believe you did this. I mean, I was coming here to kill you, but, you know, that's not the point. Um, I was going to try and, you know, bring you to my side first. And he said, you know, I'm going to, he basically says he's going to blow up the entire school and just purge all of it. He said, look, you, as you said, none of these people can get along together. No one can do that. And the only way they could do it would be together dead in heaven. Like that we're going to, you know, this is the way to bring everyone together. Um, and he goes off on this, on this crazy type of tirade where that's essentially, I guess the theme for it. And he ends up leaving. You see, she's a lot or the, his, her mother comes in first freaks out and thinks she's dead. And it, it's this crazy scene. And then Veronica just like pulls herself loose. Yeah. It's the utter confusion that like it, it's, it, pull, it pulls you in and out. And like, I, I was like, God, what, what is going to keep happening in this movie? Cause again, it, it's at this point it's, it's gone bonkers. Well, because basically, you know, everyone had signed this petition that uh, he had, so, so what had happened is you get to see who their old friends used to be. So you have Renee Estevez, Emilio Estevez's and Charlie Sheen's sister playing Betty, who was Veronica's best friend in the beginning. And then now they're, you know, starting to hang out with each other more because she misses who she used to be. But apparently uh, Heather Duke used to hang out with uh, Martha Dunstock and JD is going to blackmail her or get that stuff out unless he does like she does like a favor for him and that favor is to get everyone to sign this petition that petition it turns out is actually um that they're pledging to sacrifice their lives because now teenage suicide has become the new thing and they have the big fun song fake band that has a song called teenage suicide don't do it god again man like this this does not fly today no it doesn't (laughs) especially when when all of the people who are involved in this uh the principal and everybody don't seem to care they don't want to take a full day they're only maybe willing to take a half day if she were the cheerleader but not a full day uh for any of it and then you have um the one of the teachers there i guess the counselor uh miss fleming who basically is saying no, this is a huge thing. If kids want to do this, this is their choice. They have this choice that they're making, and it's this beautiful thing. And it's kind of horrifying when you think about how she just made it this casual type, not not casual, casual approach to it, but it, it everyone was trying to capitalize off of it. Every single and, yeah, person and it's, was it's trying the, to capitalize. It's the logic that a lot of people like put forth in some of these arguments where like if you think about it for longer it's it's insane it's insane the things that these people are coming to by the end of it and people uh, are trying to like get into college peter uh the character of peter uh dawson ended up like talking about how he was trying to do this stuff to get him into college and it would you know guarantee him this spot or something and actually the guy who played that character ended up 
committing suicide. All right. Well, that's even super, that's even weirder. Super depressing. Super weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a strange thing about this film. It's like, oh God, that's so weird and strange. Anyway, we get to the end because um, there JD is like planted dynamite uh, that he got from his dad and all these charges because that's what his dad had just been talking about. He had just taken down another building and was super excited about it. Uh, and then JD goes down into the boiler room and has everything set up and Veronica shows up and just goes down there and has this confrontation with him. And man, it becomes kind of brutal. He slams her head up into a lot of stuff, especially that, uh, that metal fire hose handle. I think it was like, it just bashes her into there. She's got like, uh, not a black eye, but it looks like she's got some bruising. She's bleeding a little bit. And, Man, straight up shoots him once and then blows his finger off. And it is awesome. It's hilarious. It's so great because he's giving her the finger and then she just shoots it off and he just screams and falls down and he's, oh. And then it's, you know, yelling at him, like, turn this off. Like, we're, you're not going to blow up the school. And he's just yeah, so, so good. He's so enthralled by why he wants to do this. And he, he has this whole whole idea behind it, this, this insane vision of, of why he's doing this. And it's going to bring everyone together and everyone can be happy finally. And there can stop being all this uh, hatred that everybody has towards each other because this is society. He's like, school is society. Um and yeah and then it kind of and then it gets very italian and like like melodramatic it does uh, but I, I love i love this this way that they ended up doing the ending i think the the approach that they went with it where she shoots him you think he's done for and she goes out of the school and you just see him follow out a few seconds later he has the bomb strapped to his chest because he actually stabs it down with because she She's asking which switch to press. He's not telling her. He says the middle one. She's not really believing it. There's no time left. And I think he ends up saving her at the end because he stabs the knife down into the wires. And then it it deactivates. It's like, I think, you know, at the end he even says that she had more strength in her than he actually thought. And I think that was his reasoning behind it. And it does. And then she... It, it, it is, and then he goes out with the bomb, he times it, he does his dramatic monologue, it it malfunctions at 15 seconds left, and he has to hit it and turn it back on. And at the end of it, you know, she's standing there, she pulls out a cigarette, he blows up, and it lights the cigarette, and she is has, she's covered in soot, which would never happen. She would be very injured uh, and not still be standing there, especially after watching somebody blow into pieces um and she just goes in there takes the scrunchie from uh shannon doherty talks to martha and um they're gonna hang out you know they're gonna be friends and i think that's great it's a great moment and they they get to drive off together because martha's in a motorized wheelchair because of her uh suicide attempt injuries that she had with there but now you know martha seems really happy and she has a new friend and it's a very very powerful person that no one wants to mess with and, so, the, and, the, I, and there we have it. I love it, man. I think it's great. Now, in the original ending for this, uh, apparently Veronica, I think he still, so JD still dies. 
and Veronica decides that he's right about everything and straps the bomb to herself and blows up everything and blows up the school. And apparently then it goes to everybody in heaven at a dance. All the different groups are separated at first, but then they all start dancing together with each other. And Martha Dunstock is singing and she's with the band up there and she's the singer. And it was supposed to be this very kind of, that's the only way that everybody could get along and be together was if they were all dead. And the studio was like, no. I think it's a be- it's kind of a beautiful moment when you think about it, and I think it could be done very, very well, and I think it could be something that... It would be the most shocking ending in film, I, th- I think. Especially now. If this were the ending of that movie, it, this movie... I, t- I tell you what, it's it's a very... Like, that goes into, like, Terry Gilliam-level territory It, re- it really right does. It's, it's, it, 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 it goes into that whole level of what are we what are we getting into you know which again like i feel i feel like it could work given like what we've seen so far but like i mean again it's still a wild ending regardless of how you slice it it Uh, is man and and that's that's where i i i want to see where the tv show goes i don't know if they're going to go back and try and do this they have changed up the the heathers characters um they're all very different than they were before uh, but right. it'll be interesting to see how they handle that and if it if it actually works as a show. This also became a musical as well, so and that was recently, I think. So this movie definitely has, has longevity, and it has this cult following, and it speaks out even about issues that are going on today. So I think it's a very, very important movie. And yeah, if you even, seen it, even as you something to like look to. back on and say, this is what we could, this is what they could satirize. This is what they were getting at like ignoring all of the types of issues about you know violence literally everything that goes on in school nowadays and the things that are brought to the forefront of what we need to be aware about like the things that they were uh, like bringing into a dark comedic realm about school and adolescence and uh like just dark themes about being a kid now uh is kind of insane yeah, it, it it's it's very interesting. It's fascinating to see, uh, and then along with this crazy story that it brings with it, I I think it's probably it's probably the most thing that I could recommend that I still can't really say that it's a horror movie. Even though like I'm glad we reviewed it for the show, I still don't know how much of it like. I could see its place in the canon. Well, I mean, we also, um, you know, we also do cult classics and stuff, and I think this with with the horror genre, I like to inclu- include cult classics for the most part in there if they have some sort of relation to it. I think because this is such a dark comedy, because it deals with death and very violent situations, because it is still, it's probably more relevant today than it's ever been. Possibly. Um, and I think that's the horrors of reality. That's what this movie is. It really shows the horrors of, of growing up and the stuff that people deal with on all sides and what pushes people to that edge or over that edge. It is basically, you know, it, ha- and it happens in the middle of Ohio, man. Like, in it, Ohio. This is, this, is, this is America. You know, this is us to a T. And the fact there that 30 years later, it has never been more relevant. Yeah, and I think that with that, we can probably say we both wholeheartedly recommend yeah. this one. Absolutely, um, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 a great film. 
uh, it's there's a lot. It's way deeper now, and I think than it, than it's ever been. There's so many layers to it. There's so much. It it spoke. It was way ahead of its time. Extremely relevant. Um, amazing, amazing uh, performances all around. I think from everybody, even some of the ones that are more caricature esque. It works and speaks for that type of person. You know, that is this Absolutely. type. That is this person in a nutshell. It is an essential high school film, you know? It is one of those films that encapsulates high school in its darkest moments. Absolutely. Um, I, can, yeah. I, I completely agree. Uh, yeah, this obviously wholehearted recommend. Uh, but we are we are looking next week at, at a little different film. Uh, we've done a couple of werewolf films in the past, but the one that we haven't done that I I've saw a long time ago, and it has spawned more sequels than it it should have way way more sequels than it should have and that movie is joe dante's the howling um from i, I, I believe you told me how many sequels there were and i am shocked at how like there's more than twilight in this saga like yeah man this, this is crazy this goes on for like 10 or 12 films something like that and and i will talk a little bit about some of those or at least the history of that next week um, but we're going to delve in mainly to the core Howling film itself. But we definitely will go through the insane timeline and names of these films. Good God. Uh, the Howling 2, Your Sister is a Werewolf. That is just one of them. It gets yeah, crazier we, we, than that. We, we got we got to save that, those goodies for the next we do, time. We, we do, we do, absolutely. Got it. We, but, we do. Um, but for now, yeah. uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, you could find us uh, on most social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Oh, the Horrorcast podcast. Uh, you could email us at ohthehorrorcast at gmail.com. And uh, if you want, you can feel free to give us a review on whatever platform you found us on, because you're obviously listening to this on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you found it on Spotify as well. Feel free to leave us a review. That really helps the show. Thank you guys so much for the support and love you've been giving us. I really appreciate it. And uh, we will see you guys next time. I am Steve Allman. And I've been Rob Holmes. Look at me, Damien. It's all Time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. And there's no more room in hell. The dead 